Mainstream media has characterized how we see South Asians, whether by romanticizing its biggest country, India, or asserting the model minority stereotype. Hello, steady customer. How are you this evening, sir? How you doing, Apu? Two decades after the party, Peter Sellers' accent inspires Hank Azaria to voice one of the most popular and most polarizing Indians in entertainment. Welcome back to I Americanized, a podcast that explores a topic central to America and its influences. I'm Shafi Hussain, and today we're looking at media and how that shapes the world around us. Joining us today is Nimesh Patel. Obviously, you know him from SNL. He writes currently for Lily Singh. He just finished a new animated project called Zoo Idiots. That's very unique, funny. Definitely check that out. This episode, we look into media representation, how that shapes us. This is a really fun conversation. And I hope you guys enjoy the show today. I grew up here, obviously. Uh, I was born and raised in Jersey. Uh, um, grew up watching all the, the standard sort of 80s and 90s stuff. Uh, but never really fully like immersed myself in, in television the way a lot of people do. Um, like, you know, a fan of The Simpsons. Growing up, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, Martin, Wayne's Brothers, those shows, you know, I watched TV with my mom and dad. Um, and, and, you know, uh, as I came into like my teen years, it was like focused on school. So I fell off a little bit, but, you know, still paid attention, like X Files and all that. But um, beyond that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not the, the uh, fully immersed in all TV uh, and entertainment person that I know a lot of my friends are. What made you, I guess, be an entertainer? Because like, that's what you're doing. You're a stand-up comedian, you're a writer. What made you pursue that? Uh, well, I was unemployed after I graduated from college. Um, and for about a year or so, I was like underemployed and unemployed. And uh, I took out like a writing class because I always liked writing. Um, and uh, it was uh, like one of these sappy writing classes and I hated it. And then I thought to myself, I'm good at being on stage. I never have stage fright. I think I can make people laugh. Uh, and I have with like my family and stuff. And so I was like, let's try stand up. And that was really it. Wasn't a, wasn't a big like monumental decision. Uh, it was more just like, eh, this sounds like fun. And uh, I think I could be good at it. And uh, here we are. Yeah, that was really it. No, in in a stand up, you do like you know talk a lot about um, I guess um, growing up as a brown person in America, and huh. and also like dissecting you know a lot of politics. Um, obviously, you're very much into the healthcare system, mm-hmm. uh, and try to talk about that a lot. So, what what aspect? of, you know, I guess just growing up with American TV and not seeing a lot of South Asian um, representation affected your perception on how you pursue your creative outlets? Well, I mean, I, I never, I don't, I don't know anyone bef- like my generation who was conscious or subconscious 
about who was consciously like, oh, there's no Indian people on TV. Like that requires a a certain level of awareness that I think is bullshit when people say they have it when they're like 15, 16 years old. Like I I I don't think anyone's like, what? there's no Indian people on TV. This is fucked up. Like no one's saying that when they're 15 or 16 years old. At least we weren't. We were just like, this is just the way of the world. Um, uh, it had no real impact on any of the decisions I made in terms of, of starting comedy or anything like that. It, I, it, the only impact it had is like, I didn't even know, you don't even realize that comedy is a career you can pursue mm. when you're that age. Like if you don't see those people on TV, you're not like, oh, I'm going to be a comic just like, you know, Russell Peters, because, uh, you know, Russell wasn't on TV at that point, or, or you're not going to be like Aziz because, you know, those he wasn't on TV. So it doesn't even hit you as something you could do. Um, but then when you realize the barrier to entry is super low, you're like, why not do it? Um, and that was really it. Like, it was never like, I'm going to force to, I'm going to fight for change and representation and like, uh, uh, the generation, uh, the class of comics now is probably more so in that mind of, oh, okay, we can we can do something because now there's forces for change happening for that. But when I started or when I was a kid or a teenager, it was like, none of that shit mattered. No one was thinking about that at all, you know? Yeah, so like, I guess looking back now, do you feel like that would have helped you in in thinking differently about where you are now i think it would have i don't i don't i don't know if it would have helped or hurt uh i think it would have definitely like informed some stuff in the sense of okay this is how do i get to that career position uh if i was like 20 and looking at that but uh, you know, when I started comedy, I, I almost, it was like a conscious, I don't know if it was a conscious or subconscious decision. I would say it's likely uh, a conscious decision to not talk about my ethnicity uh, and, and growing up Indian and only talk Indian shit or immigrant shit because I grew up in New Jersey. I was surrounded by Indian people. I was surrounded by people who were exactly like me in terms of even last name was the same. Like we grew up the same. We ate the same. Our parents thought the same things. They worked in the same places it was like why why would i want to talk about that if that's everything that's normal to me it's yeah. not like anything worth talking about it's normal like like so when i hear people talking about it i'm like oh i know why you're talking about it because you thought it was weird because you grew up the only brown person where you were mm. or the only indian person the only asian person whatever you you grew up that way and that's why it's so on your mind when i that's not on my mind all the time like i don't it's not even so yeah, of course I grew up Indian. What are you talking about? You didn't grow up Indian? <laughs> like, like there's nothing all that special about it when you have 40 Indian kids and you're you're graduating high school class. Like I grew up in Parsippany, New Jersey. There's three Indian Mesh Patels in Parsippany when I was when I was in uh in Parsippany. Like it wasn't like I wasn't special. You know what I mean? Like so to 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 make that a forefront of the things I'm talking about. Like even now when I talk about being Indian, it's never on the uh, tip of like, oh, it's so odd and different. It's more a different angle on stuff. It's like, this is what being Indian means now and how we are in the culture and, you know, the small nuances that impact what's going on. But beyond that, it's like, I, 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 
uh, I would say it's a conscious decision to like purposely avoid talking about that constantly because then on the other side, it's like there's a fatigue of it. People on the industry side are like, oh, there's only, the only, you know, it's weird how it goes in waves. Like part of it's like you own, they only want you to be Indian or they want you to not talk about being Indian at all. Mm. And it's like, you know, you can't play that game because that, that game is very fickle. And, and even still, Comedy Central has like zero Indian people on the channel. So, right. what difference does it make? Are you are you actively trying to, like, you know, you 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 said that you started out making a making a conscious decision on not really talk a lot about Indian stuff because it's not something that you find I guess funny because it's just too uh, normal in your headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now. Are you, is there plans or things that you think that is worth discussing or you find amusing to talk about that's more maybe your upbringing in 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 a unique setting or is it more um a broader broader commentary on it i think now the conscious decision is to talk about whatever i want to talk about as personally as i can i think when you get very personal you get very universal. The more personal you get, the more specific you get, the more universal it seems, which is counterintuitive, but that's the truth yeah, of it. That's... Um, and so, you know, Aziz once told me, only talk about what only you can talk about. And uh, that is like very good advice um, because, you know, only you would have your point of view and only you have experienced the specific things you've talked about. And it's like, you know, um, that's the conscious decision now and if it happens to be indian stuff then sure it's indian but it's never like woe is me this is what it was like to be indian it's just a matter of fact statement of this is what it is to be this is what it was to be me not this is what it was to be an indian person you know what i mean so what about your i guess you know family and cousins or relatives whoever um have you had that conversation with them where they talk about media representation and uh, American TV influence on them, either here or in India? No, I mean, all my cousins are here. Um, I probably have extended family in India, but uh, I don't really know them uh, if I have them at all. But um, no, I mean, in, in here, it's just like if they've, if they've been influenced by it, I'm sure, you know, we all watched the same shit growing up. Um, but you know, five of them are doctors, uh, you know, I have a lawyer, two teachers, um, it's all over the map. And, and so I'm sure they were influenced by it, but I don't, I don't think representation necessarily mattered to them, uh, but they appreciate it now in terms of, oh, look, like Mindy's great, Lily's great, Aziz, the son, everyone, they're all like awesome. But it, it, it was never like, damn it, where are we going to get our shot to be on television? You know, it was never like, it's, it, which is sad in the sense that, you know, you don't need, it's, it's a opportunity set that's not even presented to uh, uh, a certain group of people. That's probably the saddest part about representation. It's like you, you don't even allow people to dream. You don't even know that that could be a dream that you could achieve. Right. Uh, but beyond that, it was never like, oh, this shit sucks. Where, why aren't we on TV? You know, it's like that. You don't even think to think that. And has that mentality shifted now, do you think? What do you mean? Like people want more brown people on TV? Yeah, I mean, now that it's clear that uh, uh, it can happen, yeah, why wouldn't you? 
and it's also like the 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 industry's move to it is not genuine yeah right it's it's this all it's coded and like we want representation but it's uh, you know we're we're good people but it's like it just they just realize brown people spend money on tech things yeah that's all it is it's they've saturated the white market so now they got to get uh you know they got to get colgate to indian people <laughs> that's all it is it's this fucking nonsense to think these these white hearts have changed all of a sudden right you know like people that worked at these places that worked there forever it's not like all of a sudden they started caring about uh uh different colored people it's just good for the bottom line right that's that's the that's the thing like i like i grew up in Bangladesh, and you know i've never really thought about uh, South Asian representation as well growing up and then mm-hmm. I moved to America and then there's talks about oh we are lacking South Asian representation and I never thought about it personally as well because like I've also realized that even people who are complaining um, that well we need more South Asian maybe it's more like a observation I had it's like it's never my dad my never my dad's never like oh uh, <laughs> we want to see more South Asian in it. yeah they're like, oh, there's none. Uh, good, no one's giving my son any ideas. You know, that's what they love it. They, 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 it's like this is great. No one, no one should tell them what to do. Right. Um, but that definitely influenced me in the sense that when I was growing up in Bangladesh, I saw like you know things like Friends on TV, and you know Titanic was like one of the biggest things I I would watch, and mm-hmm. and it was it was more or less like in my high school when we had an American kid either like an african-american or american like caucasian american we just thought that they're better than us like it was uh, self uh self-esteem issue i think at the time because we never saw each other like we had one african-american in our school and he played all the sports we didn't even know if he was good or not but it was hilarious in all all the teams and um that's i feel like so there was like a definitely uh uh issue with self-confidence um just like not seeing us on tv which affected not to uh you know not to a degree where we couldn't do it but it was just like oh yeah we we don't even know what the um what the idea would be like what the what the example would be like you said like we didn't have examples to even like look at yeah right right, right. yeah i mean i can see that i can see how like if uh uh if if a certain group of people are put on a tv pedestal that you would think those people are better than you which is you know again like i said sad but um it, it's it was never for me like a big deal um and it, it still kind of isn't because it's like the changes that need to be made across the work uh, across the world in anything are very obvious and uh executable the mm. fact that they haven't been executed is not a testament to brown people, black people, Asian people's inability to do those things. It's more be like, oh, well, the people in charge just haven't progressed enough. They haven't changed their minds enough. You know, that's all it is. And it's like I, I, we can push all we want and fight all we want. You could be the funniest person or the best actor person in the world, but someone's got to sign a check. Right. Uh, and until that person changes or dies, it's not going to happen. So just got to keep fighting and keep your head down and work hard and, and all that shit. You know, it's like, I, I don't like, it just goes back to what I said earlier. It's like that, the you know, 
it just became, it, it's not like it just became obvious to people in charge that, you know, brown people and other colored people should be on television. It just became obvious to them now that it would make them money if they were. Right. A good example would be, you know, like uh, TV television in the U.S. kind of was invented in the 20s, right? And mm-hmm. then if you fast forward to till like 60s you didn't really have any kind of minorities on tv and then you had the you had cosby being huge which kind of pushed that segment um and then you not not a lot of like you know every time there was a south asian or a, a native american um who was on tv they're either portrayed as you know someone who's like very silly and like or warriors and that native americans were always warriors mm-hmm. um, right so like that trend continued till like still now like it's like very little things have shifted obviously like in 1991 was the first on-screen gay kiss right so it's like then they never saw like before then you didn't have uh uh the lgbtq representation on tv obviously 1974 is when it got legalized that you can come out without like being fired from the u.s mm-hmm. so there has been so many different laws that had to be in place for uh, the other, I guess, to have any kind of say in, uh, in the media and TV. But like, it's also interesting to see how, like, TV itself has been inf- influencing our uh, idea of what we kind of think, right? Because you had the Second World War where we didn't have a lot of TV. And then right after we had like a lot of like, I think the first uh, sitcom, which was, I think, called I Love Lucy, which was very popular. And then, um, we started seeing political campaign ads, which wasn't the thing before. So if you think about the things we are like right now, it's so mundane and like rife with uh, in, in TV, like we see it every day, commonplace. But 50 years ago, this was just like very, very new to to our society, like po- political campaigns or debates on TV. Um, and I think the Vietnam War uh, was was huge because they were showing you know footage of the Vietnam War and that kind of created this uh, cultural uh, movement where we didn't want wars and we wanted yes, to yeah the twenty four hour news cycle started then yeah yeah so it, coverage, yeah. that's uh, like so interesting and then obviously seventy five is when you have SNL that you you that's I'm sure dear to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's very everything is so new, but it also has such a big cultural influence um, on us. And um, like it's so interesting because like in 1967, when Virginia legalized interracial uh, marriages in this country, but America invented color TV before they allowed uh, marriages between white and people of color. It's like the priorities were so so off. Um, so I guess, you know, you talk about that and, you know, you talk about the internet of things and now you see, um, you know, Lily Singh was a good example that you're writing for. She was a phenom in the internet and then now she pivoted to TV. And um, I guess um, looking at now, you, you mentioned that, you know, it's, it's all about the bottom line and that's the sad part and the reality of things at the same time. If you had to create some kind of a program because we all have like the NBC for diversity like that's one program not a lot the Latino programs and all of that how would you create something if you optimally could that could uh, be of equal representation across the board 
what kind of program would I create that would help alleviate the lack of representation? Is that the question? Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a low that's a heavy question to answer succinctly. Um, let's think. Well, first, you know, I would probably start a program at the high school level when people are starting to think about what they want to be doing in their lives um, to at least just inform them that, hey, this is something you can be doing. This, If you're interested in watching, you know, like you don't know that TV is written. You don't like you get it, but you don't you don't consciously think, oh, this is like a there's a, someone sitting behind a final draft uh, uh, program thinking, oh, let me fucking click out these, you know, beats and all that. You know, and you don't you don't even understand consciously story structure story arc character development why you like a certain tv show and uh so that like sort of analysis process i would start implementing at the high school level um, because you don't need to be a college graduate to go become a comedy writer hmm. um and, and that is where like that representation would be very important and you know you would start a program at that level like hey are you guys interested um, come learn about the TV process and TV writing process and what goes into becoming a comedian or a comedy writer. Hmm. And then, you know, at the college level, probably the same thing where, you know, I think NYU had like Hammercats and those programs where they would find kids who wanted to do that would find them. Um, I wish I knew about them while I was at NYU. Um, uh, uh, cause I would have, I think I would have looked into it. Um, but you know, again, it becomes an education process. And then at the at the post uh, college level, maintain, you know, I think Stanford Diversity uh, is a great pipeline. I think, you know, CBS and ABC have their own programs. Um, I think those are great pipelines uh, uh, for people starting out uh, for that to happen. But there's also there's I don't know what is at the like producer, executive producer level, because that's where uh, real change will happen. Um, and I think those programs need to start happening. Uh, and I'm sure they, I'm sure they exist or are nascent stages somewhere, but that would be, uh, that would be something I would start like a sort of EP development program. Um, cause executive producing isn't really that difficult. Um, right. So it's like, what, <laughs> so, what, it would be similar to like what I guess Kevin Hart is doing with his LOL network, right? What's that? Like Kevin Hart has like you know Heart of the City and LOL and probably like they're probably like you know encouraging more people of color to like go through that pipeline. So it it it's like it's all it's almost like when the generation of comics now like you know South Asian like yourself and then you have Aziz and all of them being on the executive producer um, desk. That's when you get to create more of the programs maybe that would help uh, bring up more talent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you live in the city, so it's probably not a big challenge. Um, but, you know, when you went and you, you wrote for SNL, now you're writing for the losing, how do you ever feel there's any kind of pushbacks or tensions or how is being like a South Asian writer in, in those very white, I guess, rooms or how, how has that been? Well, Lily's room isn't uh, predominantly white. Right. Uh, uh, SNL was, but that's just the nature of uh again like people at 
our generation and generation before were not aware that this is something you could be doing. So we didn't necessarily go into programs or writing programs or, you know, even think about doing this kind of stuff. And that's, you know, half the reason, uh, you know, we're not represented in a lot of rooms. There's just a, a dearth of uh, people at, who are good and can do the thing who also know about that it could be a job. Hmm. Um, but to answer your question, there was never like, there's never like pushback and something like, oh, we don't want, we're not going to talk Indian shit and this and that. It's just like you do what, what the funniest stuff gets made. And if it's, if it's super funny, then it gets made. If not, no, hmm. it's really all it is. Why? Funny trumps everything. What about when you are doing stand up on the road? Because, you know, like I have done stand up in small city, like towns where I was probably the first brown person they had seen. Uh -huh. And they would like ask me questions after the show, which are like ridiculous. Have you had like any similar experiences or like crazier experiences like that? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, but nothing memorable. I'm sure someone said some shit like, oh, yeah, well, you, you Patels are crazy or whatever, but it wasn't like, my material doesn't change uh for the most part where I, wherever i go yeah and if you know i assume that most people know indian people exist um and i'm not going to educate beyond what my jokes are and, and that's really it you know it's like if 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 someone doesn't know about something that everyone should know about that's not on me Mm. I'm not going to apologize for your ignorance. Right, right, right. So that's really it. You know, like uh, uh, the question of like, you know, is it weird to be an Indian person on the road or a comic on the road? It's like, not nah, really. I mean, everyone's done it. We've all done it. We all kind of fucking take our lumps and, and deal with people who are ignorant um, when we have to. But for the most part, I think, and, and granted, I'm not like a, I'm not on the road 50 weeks out of the year or anything. So take whatever I say with a grain of salt. But uh, uh, for the most part, I think everyone understands uh, <laughs> that Indian people are around and this is what it is. Uh, I definitely, definitely hear the note if it gets too Indian. It's like, man, your act is too centered around people knowing hyper specifics about what you're doing and, and who you are. Um, and and your if your act is one note and it's only about being brown, then it's like, that's on you. That's on you. Like you got to change that up. Right. So um, you, you're, you're putting a lot of you know content and your YouTube is growing. You're putting up specials after specials. So what is, I guess, your uh, thought process now? Uh, are you trying to influence? media with uh because like i feel like you're being very prolific which is great and we don't have a lot of obviously south asian comics in, in america and mm -hmm. you're kind of like you know putting up good content what has been your focus and process now uh you know this year has been odd obviously uh you know i put my hour out in march and then i just put out all the content that i could until and i'm putting out a new you know a half hour on christmas um, that's all crowd work. Um, but that the focus has just been letting people know that I do stand up really. It's like, I think there's a, like, I think people in New York know and some other places know DC and shit, but 
you know, I'm still not like a, a, a at the level of comic that I want to be at, aspire to be at. And so the goal is just to put as much out there as I can and let it people know that it's not what you think a Nimesh Patel is going to talk about, you know, like, and that's always been the, uh, uh, the goal is like, I, I say it in one of my sets, I'm just like, I bet you didn't think that this is how this was going to go. Yeah. Indian face, Indian name, probably going to talk some Indian shit. No, I, I have some other thoughts, you know? Yeah. Um, surprise. <laughs> and so the goal is just to let people know that, you know, I, I lived a, I lived a life uh here are my thoughts on everything that you didn't think i was gonna have thoughts about and some things you did think i was gonna have thoughts about mm. and that's really it it's just like this is who i am this is what i think about this is how i think about things um and i think it's pretty funny so hope you like it right so you you, you have a very obviously american upbringing and you're very american as obviously right would you, <laughs> i suppose would you, you're would you say that's true or no yeah, I mean, of course. Uh, yeah. I grew up in Jersey. Um, American is a very nebulous concept. Uh, yeah, I'm also mad Indian. Yeah, you know, I got Hindu prayer beads and 24 karat gold all over me. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm wearing a, a Rado watch. I don't know what's more Indian than that. So, yeah. uh, and, and you know, I grew up going to Indian stuff, praying, watching Indian shit. Like the the concept of uh, I don't know what assimilation necessarily means beyond I do things that other Americans quote unquote do, but uh, yeah, beyond that, like I'm Indian American or American Indian, whatever you want to say. Right. Because you know how they always talk about melting pot, but it's always um, people who are coming in that needs to melt. But people who live here, they don't melt at all. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird phrase in in general. It's melting yeah. pot or, or salad bowl, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's just like I never kind of, I, I, you know, I'm sure I've had phases where I really dove into that, but for the most part, I've just been like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I want to do all the time. Yeah. Uh, whether that's hyper Indian or whether that's hyper quote unquote American, like I'm just going to do whatever I want. Just trying to be true to yourself. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the, the idea of like the industry wanting someone that's mad Indian or more Indian or, you know, talk less Indian or more Indian. It's like, it's stupid. It's, 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 uh, it's not an, it's not a well considered thought because literally everything I do is Indian. Yeah. You know, when I, when I, when I, when I hold an American flag up and wave it around, um, that's an Indian thing. <laughs> Everything you do is Bengali. Yeah. Every, you know, you could be, uh, singing country music by Garth Brooks. That's a, yeah. that's a Bengali action. You know what I mean? Like it, you're doing it it's, right. by definition. It's Bengali. Right. It, it's a very, it's, it's such a stupid way that the industry has kind of framed things. And these are allegedly the smartest people in the world. I don't really care who hears this. It's like, you're fucking dumb. Yeah. If you say someone should be more Indian or more Bengali or more black or more Chinese, like literally everything a person is doing, if they are that skin color or that ethnicity is that. Right. You know what I mean? Two questions. First one, has that happened to you personally where someone's like, you know, you're doing a late night set or whatever and doing an audition, whatever it is. And they're like, oh, be less Indian or more Indian. Yeah, I, I, I can't recall specifics and I'm sure it's happened. But again, it's always just like 
brushed off it's like this person's i don't know what this person's saying or talking about or it's been like when i probably when i started out um definitely when i started out i, I definitely had one or two people be like you should be a little talk more about this or or, or be a little more like this and like why uh you know everything i'm doing is by definition indian and from new jersey and uh tall and uh you know everything else you can use to describe somebody is yeah. if i am that then that that is what it is right second question on that poll is have you ever like you know being very introspective as a comedian obviously and a writer thought about your own identity and how you see it or has that always been like you're very, very stable about who you are i mean i think i've been pretty stable about who i am uh in general i definitely uh had thoughts about who i am on an emotional level you know like whether it be angry or stoic or what have you and that's definitely been something that i've worked at improving in uh carving but in terms of um identity in the way that the industry looks at identity i think i've been fairly consistent i'm sure like i said i've, I've had some uh you know variants um dipped into being indian pretty hard or stayed away from it extra hard but then you know over the last few years it definitely had just more of a realization that like i i can't concern myself with what uh other people want to uh bracket me as i'm just going to do it everything that i want to do and anyone anyone has a problem with it can fuck off you know yeah that's that's the way to do it because like i think you have a joke about like if you ever read your youtube comments you're never going to be at you know at peace because people will always comment that's right what's gonna happen like your joke that got you kicked off uh colombia is one of the funniest takes um i have seen and it's oh, thank you it's ridiculous that you know one most people who find something funny and then there's some group that wouldn't and that's gonna happen always i guess yeah i mean you know that that joke was uh, i i think it was hacky then and it's definitely hacky now um and you know i've been told that uh a few other comics have had very similar takes and i was like oh well i thought i was you know that like i thought that was the most original thing i'd ever said when i said it like five to six years ago um and then when i said it at columbia it was more just like i was filling time because i was recording an hour and that joke had always worked um and so uh uh that's why i said it then but you know all that to say like people will take people will say whatever the fuck they want and think however they want you just can't really um concern yourself with that kind of shit right uh, i guess before we wrap up what would be your predictions if any and how the next 100 years with media and tv rep- <laughs> 100 years i don't know what's yeah. going to happen next year <laughs> uh you know i mean uh all these streamers are popping up there's going to be lots more avenue for distribution and what have you um uh, in the future and i just hope uh we all get to seize those opportunities so if you, uh, quick question on the, if there's too many too much content and too many streaming what how do you know what to want do you do you suffer from that at all oh yeah i mean i suffer from it all the time uh uh but i'll try to right now i'm trying to go through classics Mm. um the people you know that have shaped uh, people's thoughts and culture in general mm. um and, and you know while also exploring new shit uh right. 
So that's really it. Like uh, that, that's the decision process. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you're never going to run out of stuff to watch. And even if you do, there's always more. So it's like just uh, I would hate to say watch everything, but I'm of the mind now. It's like, OK, well, this is on TV. Let me see what why I made it on television um, and what's compelling about it. And if, you know, it compels me, I'll keep watching it. If not, I'm like, oh, this is dumb. Like I started watching Repair Shop on Netflix. I was like, oh, this looks stupid, but I'll watch it. And it was actually pretty good. I was like, okay, I'll just keep watching it. Yeah. You know? Um, thanks again for doing this. Uh, where where can the fans find you? Uh, I would only want to promote zooidiots.com. It's a cartoon that my friend Mookie and I made uh, over quarantine. And it's a, uh, it's my first animated project. We recreated it, wrote it, voiced it, um, and our friend Rob Lynch animated it. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's, fant- it's a fantastic piece of art. I would go check it out at zooidiots.com. That's the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I wanted to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, The Tiny Cupboard. Check them out at thetinycupboard.com for virtual shows and follow them on IG at The Tiny Cupboard. And if you want to connect with me, find me on socials. That's Shafi Stands Up. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today.